I'm Simon Scholes. I'm the founder and creative director of Perception Studios. We're an award-winning visual marketing agency, and we help brands and businesses create content that helps them stand out on social media, specifically trying to help mindset and life coaches take their brand to the next level, creating content for free, essentially. Because as an agency, we were creating content for brands and businesses that were video, that were animation, all this great stuff. But we found and realized that not every brand, not every business has that budget necessarily to have content created on a consistent basis. But that's what social media is all about, being consistent, having regular content going out there, having regular value given to your audience. So how could I help people with that? So I sat down, I came up with a process, I called it How to Nine Times Your Social Media, turned it into a book, which you can still get hold of now, it's available on Amazon for like 99p, and it takes you through everything from planning all the way through to podcasting and the stuff that happens in between as well. The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes, tips, hints, and great content ideas. The main thing I want to talk to you today about is the fact that it is Information Overload Day. Oh, we are so overloaded with information on a regular basis. You pop onto social media, you pick up your phone, and you're scrolling through. And not only have you got all your mates telling you things and putting stuff onto their feeds, you've also got loads of brands and businesses doing the same thing. Then you've got brands and businesses doing sponsored and promotional stuff. So you end up with this cannibalized stream of lots and lots of stuff. And as a brand and as a business, you sit there and you go, what is the point in me using social media? I'm probably never going to get seen because I've said it once, I'll say it again. Social media is a little bit like a room full of people shouting. But the question is, is how creative is your shouting? Do you really necessarily need to actually shout on social media to actually be heard? What about if you just stop people in their tracks? So rather than trying to shout louder and saying how much better your product is than everybody else's, what about the value you could give? How could you portray that value? Could it be done with photographs? Could it be done with video? All those kind of things are stuff that you need to think about when it comes to social media content. So you've planned your content, but when you come into creating it, how creative are you going to get? Have you sat down and really thought about it? Have you looked at what other people in your industry are actually doing that makes you want to stop and look at their stuff. I was chatting to somebody this morning um, about their brand and they're launching a kind of a new brand and we're looking at some of the stuff that their high-end competitors are doing and they're wanting to compete with them but on a lower price model. So how are they going to stand out against that really high luxurious marketplace but on a lower price model? So we had to come up with some creative ideas. And so you need to sit down and think creatively about your brand and business. It's not necessarily just about making some content because you've been told to have a video or because you've been told to do X, Y, or Z. You've got to think creatively about how you're going to approach this stuff um, rather than just, like I say, doing a live video because you've been told to do a live video. There's lovely organic stuff you can do, but when it comes to putting that value out, maybe showcasing a particular product you actually sell, that's where you need to start thinking creatively. What could you create? Who could you necessarily hire in sometimes? But what could you create yourself? Could you buy simple things like a light box, which will showcase your product a little bit better? Could you create very simple videos? Could you create videos that don't necessarily need to have you on them so you don't need to be filming yourself like I am right now? 
You could create a content that is showing the product and then do a voiceover for it yourself so that people get to understand what the product's for. There's all sorts of different things that you can do, but you need to sit down and understand who your audience is. If you don't know who your avatar is, then you can't create content for them. But once you understand who your avatar is, like this client I was speaking to this morning, so you understand 100% who their avatar is, then you can create content specifically for them, and you can decide whether it's worth spending money and getting somebody coming in to do that content for you because you'll get a good return on investment, or do you want to use your phone and some simple lighting and get some basic content created before you start hiring in the teams to help you create it? But you've got to remember you need to know who your avatar is so that you can create content specifically for them so you know where they're hanging out, but also you don't want to be shouting just like everybody else's. Don't start selling. Show that value. Show that product. Show the luxury. Show the pain point that you are going to fix with your product, whether your product is makeup, whether your product is clothing, whether your product is phones. There is a level of pain that the person you are trying to sell to will have because they need to have that product. You're going walking, you're going on a walking holiday, for example. What do you need? You need hiking boots. Do you want to spend £20 on a pair of hiking boots because that's all you've got, but you want the best value? Or do you want to spend hundreds of pounds on a pair of hiking boots because you're going to go on lots of different hikes? Are you doing one hike for charity? It's understanding who you're talking to. Once you understand who you're talking to, then you can create that content and you can end up not being so much in a cannibalized marketplace because you do you go onto social media and it is cannibalized it's just lots and lots of people trying to sell to you think about the value and then go that way as adrian says i like the idea of that since lockdown i've become gradually more and more disinterested with social media i need to see people on a one-to-one business not sure i want to client coach clients over the internet and it's so difficult because we are probably heading into another stage of having to do that so Maybe it's a case of looking at the longer picture and what value could you give them now, Adrian, and then tie them into that idea of when we get out of lockdown, Adrian's the person I want to sit down and chat with on a one-to-one basis over a brew, grab a coffee, and actually go through three things properly and actually spend some money with Adrian to understand how much deeper he can go. So, for example, a lot of the information I give to everybody, very generic. It helps people as much as I possibly can do, giving as much value as I possibly can. But I can't give information for every single business. I can't help you if you're a mouse seller, a phone seller, and then a headphone seller. They're all completely different marketplaces, even though they're all in the technology industry. So those people need me to sit down and specifically talk to them on a one-to-one basis. And that's how you could look at it, Adrian. What generic value, what help can I give to give people as much help as I possibly can do for those people who don't have any money to spend? I want to help as many people as possible get creating content. And that's what my book's all about, like 99p, and that's what all these videos are all about. But if they want more specific help, and they can afford it, then they can come to me as a consultant or my agency to help them create content and so on and so forth. But that's not what this content is necessarily for. It's just to help people as best as I possibly can do. Uh, Hello to Ed, who's just joined us on Facebook. Thank you very much for tuning in. Um, So yeah, I just want you to come out of this, this live broadcast today and basically just go, you know what? I kind of understand who my avatar is. I'm maybe going to niche down a little bit more on that. But once I understand who my avatar is, I need to get away from this idea of just shouting louder than everybody else because I can't shout louder than everybody else. So maybe I don't need to be shouting. 
I just need to stop those people in their tracks. What can I do creatively to make that happen? Be it cinemagraphs, be it 3D GIFs, be it, I don't, I don't know, anything, whatever, videos, documentaries, images, whatever it might be that will make people go, oh, I want to have a look at that. That's what you want. That's what you want. So start thinking, what can you do creatively to stop people in their feeds? Social media is a little bit of a a bugbear for a lot of people at the moment. Uh, people are getting tired of video. People are getting tired of us. So you just need to think, how can you stop people in their tracks? And a standard video like this might not stop people. The live version of it will, but maybe this bog standard talking to a camera video isn't the way to go for your brand new for your business. Maybe it is because you are your brand and your business. You've got to think outside the box. Okay, hopefully that's helped a few people. Um, I'm going to answer some questions, as always. Uh, if you have any questions you want answering, just stick them into the comments. I'll do my best to try and help you as I possibly can do today, as always. Um, and if I can't answer your question today, I'll go away and find the answer and answer it tomorrow because I'm not li normally live on a Tuesday. I'm normally live on a Monday. Uh, but yesterday was my second in commands, my mini boss's uh, birthday. He was two years old and the day just ran away with us. So um, yeah, I'm live today instead. Right, let's go to a couple of questions we got through. Um, the other day, uh, the Kimberly in Harrogate uh, were asking, they're keen to get tips on building up the presence of a non-profit charity uh, that they also work for, as well as obviously their own business. So the charity stuff is very interesting. And what I, I've suggested in the past is that you kind of look at what the successful charities are doing. And when I say successful charities, obviously being from a, a visual agency, I'm going to talk about video. But look at things like Red Nose Day, Children in Need. They all show the case studies behind what it is that they do. They want to help as many people within their niche charity sector as humanly possible. So they create content showing where their money goes and how it helps people. TV adverts for um, for, for cancer charities right now. Every, everybody creates content that will hopefully portray why they do what they do, how they're successful most of the time at why they do what they do as well. Red Nose Day, for example, trying to eliminate um, malaria by providing cheap and simple mosquito nets to everybody in third world countries makes a huge difference. Imagine being the ones to say we had eliminated malaria. So that's what their, one of their aims was to, to try and do. So you need to think about that for your charity, whatever the non-profit charity might be. Again, think about the value and whatever the charity might be, there will be case studies connected to it and find people who are willing to sit down and talk about that case, be it on audio, so you've got a podcast, be it just a general interview, so you've got a blog, be it a general interview, so you can take snippets out and use it as content for imagery or what, whatever that might be, sit down and just talk to those people who you've helped along the way as a charity. I don't know what the charity is, what they do, but that's what I would recommend is create content that shows why you do what you do. So people are more willing to give money to something that they're emotionally connected to. You are an emotionally emotional person. People buy on emotions. People spend money on emotions. People give on emotion. And that's what, obviously, things like Red Nose Day and Ch Children Need play into, of course. But what you're trying to do is just so say, look, we don't 
we'd like to have your money, but we don't, we're not going to beg for it. But what we want to do is just show you what we've been able to do, what we're capable of doing with your help. Now, you can choose to help or you can choose not to. That's up to you, but we just still want to show you what we're capable of doing with a little bit of help. And that's why I would recommend as a charity for any charity is create that kind of content, be it, like I say, written, be it podcast, be it video, or preferably an amalgamation of all those things. Try and do all of it. But that's what what I would say. So hopefully that helps you uh, at the Kimberley Hotel in Harrogate. And uh, that was their question right there. Keen on tips on building up the presence of a non-profit charity we also work for. Um, Let's have a quick look. Um, so um, the guys on Facebook saying our live videos do great. In the last 30 days, they've been watched 33, nearly 34,000 times. But when we repurpose those on videos on YouTube, they don't perform half as well. And that's understandable. Um, number one, YouTube really do love live content and will try and push that content out harder. Um, because you're using their platform for live content. Um, also, um, the, the smaller content, it sits there, and you might just not have the back end quite right. Maybe the thumbnail's not quite right and drawing people in. Maybe you're just simply not telling enough people about it. It all depends on a lot of different things. Whereas when you go live on a platform, the platform loves you using their live platform. So they push that content out to a, a big, wide audience, which is, is such a powerful thing. So hopefully, um, yeah, you'll you'll go away from from this and think a little bit more about maybe how you push that content and so on and so forth. Um, Adrian talking about testimonials. Um, they're not quite the same as a case study. They're not quite the same, but they're still powerful. The problem with a testimonial, if it's not on video, and I've, I'm, I'm victim of this myself, I don't know how many times you've gone to a website and you've seen a testimonial that says, Barry from Basingstoke says I'm amazing. And you sit there and you go, that's great. But does Barry really exist? What I would recommend to anybody even right now, you can do this. If you've got a client and you're working with them, get them to record something on their phone. Now, preferably, it will be in landscape, but even if they're doing portraits, it's not the end of the world, and use that as a testimonial. There's no way anybody can get away from Barry and Basingstoke talking to a camera and actually saying those things. Don't get me wrong. Yes, you could still falsify that, but there's less chance of somebody falsifying um, a video. So I would definitely recommend that because sometimes